Hey, Coach Solo, iPhone X10. What? Negro. Cranky. Georgia Bama coaches. Always, I'm your host, JT. And with me, as always, Len. And the guy that's talking to himself about somebody eating his chicken wings. Trinity, if you're listening to this, how did you leave one damn chicken strip in the fridge? One. At least she thought enough of you to leave you some. There's like a lot of you. That was your birthday present from her, apparently. A whole damn chicken strip. Y'all are ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right, so we're going to start today talking about the big deal in sports. Yeah, It's the NBA starting it's starting the, the boycott of all pro sports, well, almost all pro sports, uh, regarding another uh, police shooting. We won't get into that. Um, we've had that conversation before. Um, so, but I want to talk about the precedence this now sets that if the, now that the professional players really have this power, what, what does this mean going forward? You know, they, is this going to become a regular thing or are we, is this, Hey, we have this power. We can do this if we want to. So you need to take care of your take care of your business, so we don't have to do this stuff. What are y'all's thoughts in in that aspect of the, the precedence being set right now? I guess Deacon I'll go Lamore. first. I'm about to say, yeah, uh, Deacon Lamores can go first. Solo and I had this conversation. Uh, I guess earlier this week off air Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere around there. And I guess my sort of sentiment towards it is that, okay, it's cool that you're using your platform to voice your opinions. It's cool that, you know, you're trying to see change in the world. And I respect that. You know, I agree with that. Like, that's everybody's right. Whether you're, you know, for it or against it, that's your right. Um, but my personal opinion now, um, now that it's happened, is that what is your end game of these sort of boycott, protests, whatever you want to call it? So you're canceling games um, to show some sort of support or awareness for what's going on, but what what other actions are you taking to help it? So just boycotting, to me, isn't going to change things. Um, I think that can drive people away from hearing your argument at this point, um, because I, everyone's aware of what's going on, whether, you know, whether you like it or not, but you you understand both sides of the equation. People, we see it, it's clear. 
So now let's work towards a solution. Let's find some sort of common ground or find some way to help the United States as a whole. I think the athletes in their way are trying to do that. But in my personal opinion, you know, just boycotting isn't enough. Uh, so postponing these games and it's a nice gesture, but to me, it, it you know, that's great. Everything went back to normal as soon as these games started again. So. Okay. Well, oh man, my voice sounds deep as I'll get out. Well, in my personal opinion, um, I think that it's doing something. Um, but it's sad to say, but like when I had the conversation with Lamores, I don't truly think that there is an end game in this situation anymore. Uh, crazy enough. Uh, the reason why is, like I say, if you compare it to the earliest thing that we have in recent memory, which is the civil rights movement, there was an end game from the very beginning, and that was like civil rights, and that was getting laws on like the books federally, so there would be no such thing as segregation, um, and seeing you know African Americans as human beings in the eyes of the law, but in this situation you're trying to strive for an ideal. And I don't want this to get taken out of context, but the only thing that I can bring into content or into my mind to get people to understand is like, okay, think about terrorism. Okay, terrorism is an idea, okay? Just like equality is. We don't have any law against terrorism except for like the fact that it's treason, okay? Or in that if you do it, you know, you can get sent into federal prison for a long time. I don't see a way in order to do that because when you're dealing with police, like these aren't federal agents that are, are doing this stuff to people. These are local police. And according to the Bill of Rights, you can't do anything federally against the state because that, you know, violates, you know, states' rights and that the federal government can't violate, you know, dealings with the state so I don't see how you're going to be able to fix this when you have the biggest issue is that those the ideal of equality and how local police departments don't see any problem with what they're doing and if you can't regulate them federally I don't see how you're going to change anything uh that's just my personal opinion because you have to deal with the with the legal side of it as far as the players go i feel like they're doing stuff but there's no direction which is like why I like lebron and Kawhi walked out in the first place like if you're going to do something like what is your goal behind it and if you have a goal then i think you're fine but it's just like Lamoris is saying, it's like if you go out and you just boycott, okay, then what, like, what are we boycotting for? Like, what is the tangible end goal that we're looking for? Because if it's just for an idea, 
We've been fighting terrorism in this country since 2001. And guess what? Terrorism still exists. So if you're fighting for an ideal, then I'm sorry to say that, I mean, I don't think that that's achievable. Now, if we're looking for reform, that is achievable. Now, what are we going to do to achieve that particular goal? That I don't have the answer to. And I feel like if I did, I'd be a millionaire right now. But what are you what are you going to do? What are we going to do? Like, so use your platform, yes. If you want to use your platform, that's fine with me. Just tell me what the end goal is and how we're going to get to your goal by you doing what it is that you're doing. And I'm all for it. Just like kind of like what we're doing here right now, like we're talking about it because we figured that our voice in some way, shape or form can hold value to help people see where we're coming from. I didn't see anything like that from those pro from us saying, okay, we just going to stop. We're going to boycott. All right. We got the social media. We got people saying like, Hey, bang, 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 but this is wrong. We're not taking this no more. Okay. We're not taking it. What's the next step? And I think that that's what Lamores is talking about. That's what I'm talking about too. It's like, okay, we all are tired, but we can all be tired. But where do we go from from here? I, I definitely see where you you guys are coming from. I mean, it's kind of a spinning your wheels situation. I mean, you know, every time there's a, a police shooting, are you going to stop playing the game? Are you going to make sure that your owners um, reach out and make sure that justice is served every single time? Because I mean, I feel like that's that's not going to change the system and that's not going to improve the overall situation yes it's going to take care of that specific instance but it's going to provide systemic change which is at the end of the day what the the issue is there's an issue at the system level not at not just at a local personal level we have to so we have to figure out what the what the cause of the issue actually is and go from there is well, we we know what the cause of the issue is it's just the fact that people we live in a microwave society and people want change yeah. now yeah. and people don't got you got to understand that it's it's been 4 to 600 years of like going in the negative way like and I mean, everybody knows here that I'm a history buff. I, I'm not going to go into extreme detail, but people got to understand that it's like, if you want to be completely honest, like if you look at when state and city police came out and were actually starting to operate, it was 1867, okay? We've had federal agents since 1775, okay? Declaration of Independence, okay? Or sorry, 1776. Excuse me, since the Declaration of Independence has been, you know, has been made. Okay, we've had, you know, the U.S. Marshals, which are like, you know, my dad works, has worked with them 25 years. It's one of the oldest federal agencies in this in the world. Okay, that's those have been around. The police have not been around since 1867. And that was when, like I said, you have the Emancipation Proclamation and it actually gets carried out. And you have a bunch of people that are on the streets that have no jobs, that have no way to make money, okay? And the police system was put in place in order to fix that problem. But like I said, when you tell that to certain people, they don't want to hear that, even though it's the truth. 
Like you'll get like 55 different responses and it's like, no, that is the main reason why police were made. And getting thrown back into jail and basically going back to the institution of slavery under a different name, which is jail, for not having uh, a certain a particular amount of money in your pocket or not having, you know, whatever, being on the wrong side of the road, like jaywalking, these minor offenses and then being thrown, thrown back in jail. It's called mass incarceration. We're still dealing with that today. Okay. And it's like, if you want to fix the problem, it's like, it's going to take just as much time to fix it as it is that the problem has been going on. It's like weight loss or how we, we, we've all been athletes. We've all lifted before. Do you go into a gym after you've been not lifting for, let's say three years and work out for two solid months and expect for your body to be like how it was when you were at peak performance? No, <laughs> because you haven't been doing anything for the last three years. So you're probably going to have to work your butt off for the same amount of time and change what you've been doing, like weightlifting, dieting, and eating in order to get to back to where you were or to get back to some form of normalcy. Why can't we see that with how everything else is going on? You got to be able to relate things. Well, so that's the thing, Solomon. That's the, the side of that we live in today. Everything is instantaneous. Everything from bullshit. I, I, I know. <laughs> but the way the world is, is, is lived, if you want to figure out what's, you know, hey, what movie was that guy in? Google it. Hey, uh, I don't feel like going to the grocery store tonight. Oh, I can have somebody deliver my groceries to me. Oh, shoot. My pants ripped. I need a new pair of pants for work tomorrow. Oh, Prime has same-day delivery on, on clothes and everything, a bunch of other things. There, so society has developed this expectation that things get fixed right now, things get taken care of right now. And that's not how certain things, especially in politics and especially in this country, with politics. Nah. I mean, we're, right. it, this is, has to be, this, the, we can't, the focus can no longer be at the, the local level, at the event level. We have to start going, we have to start going bigger than that and push for legislative change. That's where the, but, that's where the, 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 the muscles have to be flexed because doing this constantly, fixing, trying to fix this event right here is not going to help long term. Like I understand, no, we, that needed to be done, but as far, it's like, it's, it's a bandaid right now because there's the next issue down the road and we've got right. to and like, start figuring out what the next step is, figure out, I don't know what the right next legislation is. I don't know what it is that can correct this situation. I don't know, but these local isolated events and i'm not saying they're isolated because they're, they're not all it's that you're focusing on a, an event in isolation that's yes it's going to fix that event but that's not going to fix the problem well i mean like and like i said i won't stay on it for too much longer but what you're saying is right but there's two main problems with every like with with the way that it's got to go down and it's sad to say nobody wants to say it but i mean i'll say it because i really don't care the first one is that, like I said, it's it's black people, like and like I'm one of them, so I can speak on it because I see it in my community all the day. We're our own worst enemy. A lot of people, and it's the God honest truth. A lot of people stick with each other 
stick with their own race, like we're being honest, or with their own religional uh, religional uh, backgrounds. Jewish people stick together, which is why they're one of the strongest communities in the world. White people stick together, one of the, one of the strongest communities in this nation. We can't get out of our own way because we're like, I feel like me and Lamores, we think differently and we realize that the only way to get out of this is tolerance and to see people as, you know, as people um, that you have very different views amongst different people. And it's like, you got those on one side that think that, oh, it's not happening to me. So I don't have to worry about it because I quote unquote made it, right? And then they don't see themselves as a problem. So they're okay with it because it's not affecting them, right? Then you got people on the complete other side that know that what they're going through is wrong, but they aren't in the correct way. They don't go through it the exact way that they should. And until there's organization, until there's unity amongst us as a people, and we get out of our own way and we finally say, hey, look, we might come from different walks of life. I didn't have the same struggle that Lamores had and Lamores didn't walk through the same life that I have. And like my dad grew up without a father and like I didn't have the same struggle that he had because he was in my life. It doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, when we go out down the street, nobody like, if I go to a backwater town in Mississippi, Nobody knows who I am. <laughs> no, they, they, they don't care. The first thing that they see about me is not the fact that I'm a successful coach, not the fact that, you know, I live in a, in a good home and have a good job and I love my family and I have a wife. No, they, they see my skin color and that's it. And once we all find out that we bleed the same and that we are the same, no matter what walk of life or what struggle that you go through, we'll still be going around in this circle. And that's why, I, like I said, I've told Lamoris, I don't see a true end game because how can you fix something and everybody's not on the same page? So everybody gets on the same page. We all learn how to stick together. Don't decriminalize or hurt each other based on other people's walks of life. And then I believe you can put pressure on legislators and on people that make decisions in order to affect change but until we get out of our own way we can talk about it till we're blue in the face it's not going to change that just sucks to say but it's the it's the god honest truth and anybody with common sense can tell you that that's the truth i hate it though but it's 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 reality and one thing um i want to add to that is that when we say that we all need to come together, I don't think, or I don't want to put the blame on just one subset of people or like it's, it's everybody's job and we all need to do better. Um, yeah. You know, I've seen negative stuff come out of, you know, just about anybody, black people, white people, whoever. Um, so all of us need to kind of put those differences aside and realize everyone's unique everyone goes through that their own different battles and that we all 
kind of have room to grow and to um, address things to where it's going to help, you know, help the world or help the United States. But, you know, it's, it's going to take everyone kind of admitting that, you know, maybe we haven't been seeing eye to eye and that everyone has or you may have a valid point, you know. Um, and not to go into too much detail, but, you know, we shouldn't resist arrest. That's what the court system is for. But at the same time, we shouldn't also be shooting people that are resisting arrest. So, you know, two wrongs don't make a right, but, you know, everybody. Like, I mean, oh, my bad. Oh, you, you got it. No, I was, I was just saying, like, you you absolutely right. It's like people got to understand this, like, wrong is wrong. By the letter of the law, are things wrong? Yes, but it's like, it's it's all about empathy and understanding. Like, when, put it, bring it back to when you were a kid and you were dealing with your parents. Like, say, me personally. Like, when I would screw up in school, my parents would be in all their rights because, like I said, they pay my bills, they support me to come down and drop the hammer on me because I didn't do something that I was supposed to do, okay? But, like, my parents, and especially my dad, was the biggest person that showed me, like, hey, you know, it's, like, it's mercy. I could punish you for what you were doing. However, I'm going to take another route and try to teach you that just because you screwed up doesn't mean that I have to come down and drop the hammer every time you screw up. So just like, yeah, is resisting arrest right? Like, no, it's not. But think about, think about their environment. Think about what they, what they are in. And we, like some people in those communities, most people in those communities have been systematically trained not to trust police. And if we're being completely honest, some police, not all, some police have been trained and conditioned since they've taken their job to say, hey, there are good parts of town, there are bad parts of town. These people in those bad parts of town, you treat them differently, okay? They don't get as much leeway. Like, in actuality, just putting it all out in the open, they're afraid. So if you are afraid to do your job, maybe you need to find a different job maybe and that sucks to say but you know what if like put it like me if i can't deal with the pressure of coaching 7a basketball well you know what maybe i need to go and coach middle school maybe i need to go coach jv basketball maybe i just need to coach city league basketball if i can't deal with the pressure physically and mentally and emotionally if i can't deal with it i need to find something else to do but if that's what i signed up for then hey maybe I just need to suck it up and find a way to deal with it. And I, I mean, I know a lot of people will be like, you know, oh, coaching basketball isn't the same as putting your life on the line. No, it's not. But like I said, my pops was a federal agent for 25 years on numerous arrests. And he's not going after your local criminals. He's going after FBI most wanted. U.S. Marshals most wanted, like top 25, top 50 criminals in the world. Guess how many times he's killed somebody? Zero. Guess how many times he has, you know, he, he don't, he, will he speak to you ugly? Yes. Will he put you on the ground? Yes. 
what he slapped the heck out of you probably but did he have to kill any hardened criminal no so if people with the proper training if the fbi don't kill folks if the u.s marshals don't kill folks if what is it atf if they aren't killing people on a regular basis and they are properly trained what gives you the right as somebody that has a high school degree probably to do what you're doing that's all i'm saying all i'm saying i definitely see what and i mean yeah i know people will say comparing coaching to being a police officer are two different things but at the end of the day if you can't have a clear focused mind in your job and you're not in control of yourself you're not in the right job and that's that's just reality like you're not built to do it if you can't stay focused with it i mean look i mean look at the pitcher for the yankees right now he's and it's obviously it's not a it's a completely different situation he's 21 years old and he's pitching a shutout right now in one of the biggest markets in the world i know i couldn't have done that at 21 I, I step onto a, a, a professional pitching mound for one of the most storied franchises in one of the biggest markets in the world and, you know, hold my pee and let alone actually pitch a good game. I, I'm not cut out for professional, professional sports mentally. My body's not cut out for it either, but I know mentally I could never play professional sports. And so it's, it's, just, it's, just, but it's the same thing. If you can't, if you know mentally you're not there, it's probably not the job for you at the end of the day. Right. Well, uh, we'll move on to uh, another topic, less polarizing, uh, but nonetheless sad. Uh, now forever associated with Solomon's birthday will be the death of Damn. one. Damn. I, I don't even want to say actor at this point i think he's you you could argue that he was an icon and you know a someone that was just synonymous with bringing real life icons to those of us that never got to see them in real life um yeah so yeah we're talking about chadwick boseman uh and him passing from stage four colon cancer friday night I, I first want to leave, give the props to his family and probably the cast and production staff from executives from MCU for keeping their mouth shut on this for four years. In this day and age, keeping something like that from leaking out to the press should be impossible. So the fact that nobody knew that this was going on, nobody, no, nobody outside his circle knew this was going on for four years is it it shows the character of the people that he had around him and his ability to establish who's how to how to choose your friends and choose people you associate with uh but if you guys have any thoughts regarding uh his career and his impact on you and your life uh and anything in that matter guys go ahead and feel free to speak your mind on it Man, we throwing twenty twenty out the window. Yeah, hundred percent. We throwing twenty twenty away. Black Mamba now Black Panther. It's just God Almighty. 
I, like I said, I won't be too long, but I will say I was that guy during in-game that, like, when he came through the portal first, like, I literally stood up in the theater and I screamed, like, yes, the black guy came first, and it's actually a good thing. Like, I screamed at the top of my lungs at the theater. Like, just because, I mean, think about what, like, to me, I feel like that movie made such a cultural impact on, you know, everybody. I mean, you, you don't go that big at the box office just with black people or Lamores would know Tyler Perry would be probably the most famous man on the face of the planet. But um but but yeah man no it's just the fact that I feel like it, it gave especially like us growing up, I mean I'll be honest with you, like my favorite superhero is Batman. And but what is he? He's a rich white guy with, you know, emotional psychiatrical problems that beat the heck out of criminals. Really cool, but, you know, not really somebody you want your kids looking up to once you finally realize what he's all about. And then you come out with, you know, Black Panther, which was, you know, we've already know it's been created, but to see that on a big stage, it kind of gave, you know, little kids a chance to see, like, wow, like, not only is he a superhero, a Black superhero, He's a rich black superhero. Like he's a king of a whole African nation. And he not only is like, you know, a badass, he like, you know, he fights like global crime and he like gives his knowledge to the rest of the world to try to make it a better place. Um, not only that, it's like, you know, his other biopics like Jackie Robinson were really good. Um, I mean, everybody should know Jackie Robinson. We're celebrating him in basketball, baseball right now cultural icon I mean first black to ever make it through the major leagues and you know the way that he told his story was real powerful and inspirational to me uh it just kind of sucks that like you know you're gonna either have to replace him or you know hope and pray that like by like when we have kids that we have another you know like figure or person like that in order for your kids to be like hey, you know, there's somebody that looks like me that's doing that, acting in these movies, and they're successful, you know. Hopefully, you know, we get that back, but he's really going to be missed. And, like, Throw this was a movie that was, like, a quote-unquote black movie, but also was a mainstream movie, too. It wasn't like, oh, we're putting you over here in a box, you know, like like sometimes media does and society does with other quote-unquote black movies uh so it gave it it said that hey you don't have to be you can be in you can have our black movie being the marquee movie out there that everybody wants to see and we can be that 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 he kind of walks so like hopefully this next generation what you're talking about can run where they can be they 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 can be what they saw in chadwick boseman and in, inspire their generation to moving forward and it just continue this wave. You ain't gonna say nothing? Lemon biscuit, nothing? Now, you know, I'm not a movie person. So the only one I've seen was 42 and uh, Black Panther. So that's. That's what we're talking about. Say something. <laughs> uh, um, I think 
it's especially important for the um, kids growing up today. Um, at least when we were growing up, and Solo, you can vouch for me, you know, we didn't have those players that, you know, we just, or I wouldn't say players, but just role models that really related to us outside of, I guess, maybe rappers, basketball players. Like there's, there's not as many African-American people in the mainstream world of, of Hollywood or that can play that superhero role. So to have someone who's huge in box office and display that sort of integrity, because to my knowledge, there's been nothing negative um, that we've heard about him. Um, mm -hmm. no I think it's, it's important to acknowledge his role in the world. And it's not like um, this is the last we're seeing of him. There's going to be another movie and I'm sure it's going to be good, but it's going to be um, going over the jazz and blues um, musician, uh, Ma Rainey. Um, and he's going to be one of the trumpeters in, in that movie. So it's, there's another one that's coming as, out for him as well, where he's, it's, where he's like, he's, he's a, um, a veteran in Vietnam, I believe. Like they're all going, yeah. troop are going back to Vietnam to, Gets their old that they're like sergeant or something supposedly left behind. And that yeah, one, um, that one was released on Netflix, I think, last month. Oh, um, really? It's called The Five Bloods. Oh, yeah. Uh, but definitely, I, I would say support it uh, just because of the person that he was, you know, and the impact he's made on a lot of people's lives. Like, he, when you see that going on in the world, um, it's, it's important to acknowledge it and to support it. So I would say just, you know. Now, here's my question. I know it don't have to do with sports, so we'll make it real quick. Who do you think they can get to replace him? See, I don't think they actually replace his, his, another actor to play the same character. I think they, they I think the, the best move considering what they, what they've the success they've had uh, with recent Mar Marvel movies is um, turn Sheree into the Black Panther. There's huge success uh, with Captain Marvel, and there's huge success with Black Panther. You kind of merge those two together, and you know, and and that way, it's you're not. It's like you're not replacing him with somebody else. as having another Black Panther, like it. It would fit since she was technically the the next in line for the throne. That if he's not there, she would take over the mantle. Hey, hey, you got to hear me. I don't. I think that that's a good idea. I, I'm I'm not arguing with that. I mean, if they did that, I'd be like, that's cool. In all honesty, because I mean, then that would hit another point of like you know of having you know people like my sister who are you know you know black girls who like love the heck out of comic books, you know, just as much as I do, you know, but they really don't have like a superhero, you know, that looks like them too. Right. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. But the odds of it like, happening is, is, is low. It's very, it's very low. No, I, no, I, I understand the reality of it. I don't, I think it'd be a great move and I think it, it would, it would make sense for it to happen, but I don't see them actually doing it. Yeah. If it were me, and you had to get somebody to replace him, 
and you know somebody who's you know sort of like him who's I feel like that could fill those shoes it's already another actor who's tried to break into the MCU and I mean he got a cameo after there was a huge campaign back for him in 2012 to be Spider-Man and I, I feel like he was one of the biggest pushes for us to get you know a Miles Morales you know mm-hmm. you know movie when I say movie, I mean, you know, like... A live-action you know, movie, yeah. 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 Not an animated I, movie. I, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I really feel like Donald Glover would probably be the best choice just based on his record, his acting expertise. He can act. He can do but all But he technically forms. is already a character in the MCU because his character... I know he's supposed to be... What's his the, name? The, yeah. yeah. He, he's supposed to be... Uh, what's his name's uncle... Uh, He's, yeah, know, he's Miles, Miles but like his Miles Morales' uncle, but he was also he's actually a legitimate villain in Miles Morales' Spider-Man story. Yeah, but I just like I said, for me, like nobody liked it when we replaced Terrence Howard with Dan uh, Gummit. What's his, what's the guy's Don name? Cheeto. Don yeah, Cheeto. for for War Machine. But you know what? We we I mean. We were like, uh, but you know, after a while, and I know he's just a supporting character. I get that. But that, he's but that not, was different. That's not because because Terrence Howard died. That's because Terrence was an idiot. Got his no, he got his paycheck cut like into a quarter. Significantly, yeah. And he was I like, mean, "Yo, what, what, what happened there?" And he's like, I, "I'm, I agreed to this amount of money. You can't just cut it for me." And so he walked because Robert Downey got hit. Got got. It got blew up this, this the whole franchise, and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna pay you." Terrence House wishes he now kept this, his mouth. These paychecks are the same as an entire movie budget these days. Hey, I, I ain't gonna hate if, if I, you want to pay me at the at the wazoo for me to be. In yeah, the I, I mean, I'm not. I, I, it's ridiculous, but I'm not blaming the man. Yeah. But I mean that, like I said, that's just my personal opinion. I mean, it doesn't have to. It may not happen. It's probably not going to happen. But I feel like with his acting background, what he's already done, what he's shown you that he can do. Hell, I mean, everything that the man touches is gold. His, you know, ABC comedy show community is, you know, was NBC, not ABC. Yeah, NBC. Sorry, NBC. Excuse me. Top five. Yeah. Uh, Jamie know, Chase screwed it up for everybody, but you know that's a different story. Yeah, FX. That's uh, why he left because Chevy Chase was kept, you know, saying like side words comments to him. Yeah, even though we, if you look at what this man is doing now, I mean, think about that. Like on, like Atlanta on FX. No, it's better for it it, it helped propel his career forward by leaving that show, but he left. Oh yeah, Chevy Chase was was an asshole. I mean, I know we. I get that. But I'm just saying, like, and when people say that he can't do like the serious role, like if you look at Atlanta. Like, his TV show that was on FX before his father died, it was getting the top ratings, like, on FX. And that's over shows like Legion. And, you know, I mean, obviously, FX is like a more adult channel. But for yeah. you to be getting the top ratings on a yeah. particular channel like that with an all-black yeah, all no. class, he's a legitimate actor. And but, I, I mean, feel he's, like, but if you really look at it, comedy actors um, can play really serious roles and vice versa. I mean... Look at Steve Carell in a uh, uh, Foxcatcher. Yeah, extremely serious, serious role, and he played it well because both are about both concepts are about timing and hitting the right spots. And if you can do it for one, you can do it for the other. 
I mean, yeah, you know, uh, John Krasinski was hilarious in The Office, and then he goes does the serious role of, uh, you know, Tom Clancy's Jack Reacher. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to work out as well as it has. It, it, and he's killing it. He's absolutely killing that role. But yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start it. my online campaign. Donald Glover for Black Panther. We need it. The culture needs it. Bring him to the MCU. Yeah. Do it, Denzi. All of our seven followers. Oh, we're up to nine followers now. Nine followers. Woo-woo! Almost a double. Any? question and I'm just going to throw this out there because you know I don't I don't really dabble into the um movie scene but any yeah. chance that they bring back um Michael B. Jordan kill right killmonger, killmonger. from that that's that's an that's a another, well like another big one that people are saying because in one form of the comic books uh, he the killmonger becomes what is known as the white panther which is the living embodiment of the panther god that we had that they had you know that gave t'challa the actual powers to become the black panther he suited up next to him because he they actually still had the fruit left and he became the white panther and they fought side by side with each other so comic book wise it could work yeah however it's like it's shaky i i'm in all honesty all three forms that we talked about today like I'm cool with it because I really feel like, in all honesty, the most seamless choice is probably the one that you just said, Lamore. Because it's like, well, hey, no, wait, he died. Well, you can we be revived. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, here's the thing that they're gonna they're gonna get into the multiverse concept with MCU now, with uh, Wanda's show, where she brings um, Vision back from the dead, which. That's a great idea. That always works out really well in stories, bringing somebody back from the dead. But anyways, it's and that series directly is going to set up the Doctor Strange sequel called The Multiverse of Madness. So, like, it may not be the same Killmonger that we're getting. True. We could get, we could easily bring Killmonger back into the situation with that. That's your ultimate trump card right there. You need to find something else for the trump card. I don't want to, I don't want to say that, that man's name whenever I try to use that concept, but, you know. Oh, man, dub card. We'll call it the dub card. The dub card, okay. But, yeah, in all honesty, I'm cool with all of them. I would just, and me personally, like, as much as, the, the Donald Glover thing's just a personal fantasy of mine. It's like, he, he literally could have been Spider-Man. Like, it, 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 I'm sorry, I don't, I don't care. He would have been a better Spider-Man than Andrew Garfield. Like, Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. I mean, but that's, that's not exactly a high bar there. They're just saying. Like, nobody's being know, OG. I, but, nobody's I mean, being, Donald, anything, anything nobody's Donald being, Glover does turns to gold. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. I think I want to see him in more things. I haven't seen him in enough things. I'm not, you know, he's like this. He's, he's, I think he might be the next Samuel L. Jackson where, like, that guy's in everything, but I'm still going to go see it because I want to see him in stuff because he always does well in the role. He, like he's taking time off because his pops just died. Like his dad died, and he's putting more focus on his family. Which I mean, I have no problem with. No, it's not 100 respect yeah. for that. Oh yeah, and like I know everybody's got to get back to work eventually. But I feel like you know, especially all the the BS that he had to put up with through that you know 
that Donald for Spider-Man crap and everybody was like, people pissed the fit about Mary Jane being, about Zendaya being uh, Mary Jane. And it was just like, come on. But she's not even really Mary Jane. She's MJ, but she's not actually Mary Jane. Nah, because remember, read, read what the director, what the, uh, what the creator said. They, they did that as a middle finger to all those guys that were like, you know, she's not my Mary Jane. She's not my, my Mary Jane, though. It's white with red hair. Like, who? It's a comic book character. She's not real. She's not real. She's not a real person. Like, the same thing happened when they uh, did, uh, they did um, the Cursed Child for Harry Potter. They cast a, a black woman as, as Hermione. First of all, in the re- uh, and not to get too far down this rabbit hole, but in, in Harry, the Harry Potter books, they never established Hermione's skin tone. They just said she's got she's a girl with brown frizzy hair, and buck teeth. That's all they had described. They didn't say that she was a white girl with brown fr- with with brown frizzy hair and buck teeth. They just said she had brown frizzy hair, and white teeth. You could have had I don't know anybody like, play her theoretically. Any, any yeah. person, any that, that's the that's the thing. Ooh, people like, people gotta stop crying about that. Hamilton I agree. Didn't didn't use a single white person when every char- character was based off of a real person that was actually white. And it's critically acclaimed, and well, you got people cares? like my wife that watch it like fifteen times a day. Oh yeah, who can if they can do the job? And they're gonna make it be good in the role. I don't care. I really don't. You're gonna give me. I don't care. What, Take the word that. What's up? I, I, I'm no. I'm just saying. I really don't care. Like what? 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 If as long as you do the role well and I'm entertained, I don't care. I really don't. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that we need to say right now is like those comic book guys. Like just stop gatekeeping. Like just stop gatekeeping. It does. We don't care what you saw when you were in the 80s like honestly and i don't mean to be mean to people but if you live in your mother's basement one and or have never had a a steady relationship that's not somebody on your computer screen your your opinion is invalid to me when it comes to movie roles because that's that's that that would take out about a good 50 to 72 percent of them if you never if you still live in your mama basement or with your parents and you've never had a relationship with a woman. I don't want to hear your opinions on comic books. I don't want to hear. The Morris, don't give me that look. I don't. Let's care. get back That's to sports truth. for five minutes here. You know, we've been talking about. Yep. We could have a whole side podcast just talking about comic book stuff. I know that, and we can talk about movies without. Lamar's going to be a part we, of that we, one. Me and Solo could 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 have a whole side podcast talking about movies and comics and all that type of stuff so we're gonna we're gonna get back but we'll get back to sports here you know now that we are back to playing nba basketball what are our thoughts of how the next round is going to go are any of our predictions changed since before the the playoffs started <sighs> or does everyone feel like hunky dory and gonna keep it moving solo um uh. solo <laughs> Solo, uh, yeah, go, go I want ahead, you to start uh, by by saying that you were wrong. No, please, please. <laughs> I don't want to go back wow. to the last podcast. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you talk. Uh, I'm gonna let you talk. I'm gonna let you talk. Because I could have sworn I said Lakers in five. Oh yeah, you're gonna get no. We're gonna be a, we're gonna be in trouble. 
I didn't say the Lakers were going to be they're in trouble. Kill Morris is just a man I, that's been hurt before too much by the team. I don't know if he can trust them again. If if you go go back to the podcast when I spoke on the Lakers, I <laughs> clearly said they were going to going to win. It's not going to be as easy now. The the series kind of changed when Dame got hurt. Oh, um, oh no! But you man. know, I ain't never seen Steph quit like that. Okay. Anyways, but the, the one series I was referring to uh, with you being wrong was that uh, Maverick series because uh, and we, I wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong because until Porzingis got hurt, until Porzingis got hurt, playoff team was playoff pathetic. Playoff. He's still pathetic, but <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Taking the words with P. But just, I got one, but I can't say that online. I'm not going to say that. That's what he was playing like. But I digress. It's, and you telling me that five points, Lamar, I can score five points in the playoff game. Three points. He couldn't. On he, 15 he couldn't. shots? On 15, you telling me I go out there and play for 20 minutes. I mean, shoot, he was playing for 32. So I can go out there and play for 32 minutes and hit one three. Get paid that much. I'm telling you, I can do that. Clippers, sign me up, put a jersey on me, give me his paycheck, and I promise you, I can do the same point production that he was doing. Same point production, no cap. Porzingis doesn't get hurt, they win that series in six. Now it's pretty much over because I mean, Porzingis is hurt. Luca can't go out there and drop 60 every night. I mean, I, I bro, believe it, it the, is the series, yeah, the series just, just tonight, ended yeah. today. Yeah. yeah, no, and I and I get that, but that's what I was saying when they were at full power, what was happening. And then he even won a game without Porzingis. Like, we, no, I'm sorry. And and you want but me to think I'm, that they got I'm the just, firepower to beat LeBron James? That's what you want me just to say? Mess, I'm just messing with you, to be honest. But with Let's the get to other this next round. What, yeah, what's your prediction? The other oh, yeah, I need it on tape. I need it on tape. How many? Who gonna win the next I, round? Since, since I have to, I have to see. I have to see what, um, what's it called? The Rockets do, because Russ, uh, Russell Westbrook just came back for one game, and then they won by thirty and blew out OKC. Now, if they're back Ooh. to that, if they're back Ooh. to that sort of level, I think Lakers in six. This I still man, pick the this, Lakers. I still pick the Lakers. This, this man Lakers was like, six. big bad Russell Westbrook is bad. Oh, my God. We're going to get – Still like, – Bro, let's get – Here's the – I've consistently said it's going to be Lakers-Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. I still think the Lakers are going to make it, but it's not going to be an easy road for them. And that's my sentiment on the way that they've played beforehand now you know they could shock me and be able to lock up both um russ and harden which i doubt they're going to do Ooh, i highly doubt that's they're going to lock i'm just saying so that's, who, we that's go, a, who, who, who we gonna focus on the man that's shooting far 36 you can look it up because i know you're the numbers man 36 maybe 37 percent from three or the guy that has historically in the playoffs has made had forty three point games, forty something point games on forty on forty shots. I, I'm still trying to find out who we worried about. 
and you got AD over here going off for 43 points against real bigs. And the center for the Houston Rockets is 6'7". Hmm. I mean, they, they also seven foot Tyson. Seven foot tall. They, they also signed Tyson Chandler to come off the bench, to be fair. Hold but Hold but, God. but once Chandler. again, in, in terms of the Lakers' defense, of course. Did he get drafted in 05? Possibly. Who, who knows? McDonald's All-American game in like in like you know 97 when he played, you know what I mean? It's like so look, we he, in a he, whole he was drafted in, in in 2001. <laughs> wow. That's this man's wow. been the league so, about 20 years. <laughs> so the person that you telling me is gonna come off the bench and give AD problems. Well, you're, is, I didn't say he's going to give AD problems. You're just talking about the size depth or the size of the Rockets. I'm just saying they still yes. have Tyson Chandler as let's, a seven-footer. Let's get back on topic, guys, here. Throw with, a big man out there. But, what are our thoughts? Okay, here we go. Lamar said Lakers in six, okay? Like, in all honesty, I'm going to agree with him, but not for the same reasons. I'm going to say Lakers in six. I might even be as bold to say Lakers in five. And here's the reason why, okay? The Lake, the Rockets will have one game where they shoot ungodly numbers from the three-point line. Everybody's numbers are, are high in the three-point line because of the depth perception of the bubble. Like, we all know this. In an arena, it's a lot harder to shoot three-point shots because you have nothing behind the rim, and it's fans. And you have nothing behind the rim to, to you know, see while you're shooting. Well, now you have a solid black wall behind you and you can actually see as you're shooting, which is why everybody's three-point numbers have gone up. They'll have that one game where everybody's firing, firing on all cylinders. Here's the issue about what I have with the Rockets and them being a quote-unquote threat because Lamar's has had this argument with me, and apparently, you know, James Harden is a transformative talent in the NBA. Hasn't won anything, but he's a transformative talent in the NBA. But I digress. The biggest question that we have to ask yourself right here is, Outside of James Harden and Russell Westbrook, what do they have that is going to get them over the finish line over your overall hype? Of, like, it's the matchup issue. So my thing is this. Okay, you're talking about James Harden. We can put KCP on James Harden. Okay. Now, what's yeah? Okay, you you say you say that he just he just got done guarding. Uh, uh, what's his name? KCP was not guarding. Um, KCP was KCP, CJ McCollum, and James Harden are two different stories. The Lakers' best not, defender, CJ McCollum, is straight forward to the point where he's scoring. James Harden wants to two step, cha cha slide, and do the right. And KCP's ankles so are going to be gone. KCP's ankles are going to be gone. Alex Caruso okay. will probably guard Russell he will or not guard, James he Harden. He will not guard James Harden. He is going to guard Russell Westbrook. He's going to guard well, – we all know this. Like, you can say what you want to do, but we, what's going to happen is this. Alex Caruso is going to guard Russell Westbrook. KCP is going to guard James Harden, okay? They're not going to cancel each other out, but he's going to make them work for all their shots. Here's my issue. Who's gonna who's gonna guard Braun? That's number one. Who gonna guard Braun? Because at least with the with the Trailblazers, 
people can say what they want about Carmelo. Carmelo did a fantastic job. Okay. Their defensive scheme of playing zone was excellent. If they and that's what I'm saying, the Trailblazers were good because they had the height and they had the opportunity to play zone against the uh, against the uh, against the Lakers, and that's what led to their first game win. Do you know what's gonna happen if they play zone? I'm gonna put Anthony Davis on the block. I'm gonna put Dwight Howard right next to him on the block against a two-three zone. I'm gonna throw the ball in. And the White Howard might actually look like he got some basketball talent. Go figure. His height actually might help him. And then if they probably decided to decide to play as man to man, I'm running the pick and roll all night. Who's gonna stop that? Who's gonna stop the pick and roll? Once again, I don't think on any team anybody's stopping LeBron AD. The same reason I don't think, unless you have just two lockdown perimeter defenders nobody stopping both james harden and russell westbrook the star players don't worry you're you right the, the, the uh, legitimate star we had this conversation literally today literally right. today shut up What's for up? five seconds i'm gonna let you talk i'm gonna let you talk i want the same respect but go ahead i'm gonna let you talk i'm gonna let you talk go ahead the star players in the league are going to get theirs Kawhi's going to get his. Uh, Luca's going to get his. Mm-hmm. AD's going to get his. LeBron, mm-hmm. Russ, uh, mm-hmm. Harden. All mm-hmm. the star players are going to mm-hmm. get theirs, regardless mm-hmm. of what you do. There's nothing. The only thing you could do is to, to limit it. The The Rockets have Robert Covington. I don't think he's going to lock up LeBron. I don't think he's going to turn LeBron into to, to something like a 25-point game per uh, score per game or anything like that. But they have defenders. They have Robert Covington. They're going to throw him on LeBron. They're going to probably throw P.J. Tucker on, um, what's his name, on A.D. or whoever the center is. Now, I don't know who, if they, if the Lakers put in JaVale or Dwight, I don't know what they're going to do. Who knows? They may throw Jeff Green out there and have him start. I, who, who knows? But who's guarding James Harden and Westbrook to really legitimate the same the same argument that you just tried to throw at me? It's the me. same one I'm going to me. put against me. Russ. Me. The Lakers' perimeter defense all year has not been me. that okay. good. They don't have someone who's going to just lock up Harden and Westbrook mm-hmm. together. Regardless of what you say, they're going to get theirs. So, you, so you to done? me, that kind of cancels out. It's, are you done? To me, if Eric Gordon goes off, they have a mm. chance. If Eric Gordon goes off, they have a chance. Oh, if Caruso yeah. or whoever on the Lakers fence, Kuzma, if they go off, mm. then we have a chance. It's, it's going to come down to the rest of our role players because okay, so the scoring is going to be you ready for you ready for me to poke a large hole in your argument? I'm talking sure, about Sure, go ahead. Stuff. Okay. It's, it's not an argument. Lamorris you know, hates when ahead. I use this word. Lamorris hates when I use this word. I have one word for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. History. So let's just let's just go down memory lane. Okay. Let, let's just talk about play. Let's talk about playoff James Harden. Regular season James Harden. Oh my God. It's like he might be Michael Jordan and Steph Curry rolled into one person. When he gets to the playoffs, he's his own worst enemy. He's kind of showing you that right now, but you don't want to acknowledge that. 
Let's go with Russell Westbrook once again. Russell Westbrook is only effective when he's taking a lot of shots. So here's my thing. Once again, the only way that the Rockets have a chance is if they're being efficient. Has anything ever shown us that Russell Westbrook can be efficient in a playoff game? No. No. There's nothing in history that has shown me that he can be efficient in a playoff game. James Harden, can he be efficient? Do you have to be efficient when you're taking 50 shots a game? No, no, no. You got it. Remember, we just had the conversation. We just had the conversation. I got to be able to talk. I got to be able to talk, right? You got it. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I knew that was going to happen. So, once again, like I'm saying, Westbrook has never shown me – Westbrook has never shown me that he can be efficient over a seven-game series, okay? In a regular season game when they played the Lakers, okay, that's a one time when the Lakers were on a back-to-back, I might add, after the death of Kobe, okay, and they lost, okay? I get that. Once again, when is that brand of basketball that the Rockets play, when has it ever been successful down the stretch with the players that they have. And at least and at least in previous years, they had Clint Capella, who was 6'11", that was a rim protector. Now your rim protector is, is P.J. Tucker. If he gets in the foul trouble, P.J. Tucker and Robert Covington, I might add, the fact that you had to say this man's name after LeBron has given him bucket after bucket, we're not even going to talk on this man's name. But the fact that you were telling me that you believe that the Rockets, of all people, the, the Dan Tony system that has historically failed in two eras of basketball, not one, two, two eras of basketball with arguably the, some of the best players in those eras. The previous era with Steve Nash and Amari Steinmeier and this era with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. It doesn't work. It only works in the regular season when you need to put up a bunch of numbers and nobody's playing defense. Now when you're in the playoffs and people can home in on what you do, yes, your star players are going to get theirs. But what have they done in the past to show you that they can get theirs when it's in crush time? I'm just telling you, when Russell Westbrook has those two games where he has 40 points on 37 shots, it's not going to work. When you have James Harden that, you know, those one game when he shoots 43% from the three-point line, and then he misses like five or six or seven in a row before he can hit one in the game. Like, twos do not outweigh threes in the playoffs unless your name is Steph Curry or Klay Thompson. Those are the threes only two people. Threes don't outweigh twos? Threes don't outweigh twos in the go. playoffs unless your name is Steph Curry right. or Klay Thompson. And it right. never will. Never okay, will. Okay, that's – that's what you believe. You got that. You're entitled to it. But to dismiss my point of the Lakers don't having defense is, is completely um, ignorant to your part in terms of you I watching. Didn't, I the didn't Lakers. ignore it. I'm, Let, let's I'm, move on from let's move on from the Lakers and where KC, the Rockets, whatever. Probably the Rockets. But y'all have established six, maybe five games that the Lakers get that one. Correct. Are playing. Who are they playing this this next round? Who? The Clippers. They're Who's playing Clippers? Utah. 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 Okay. Oh, okay. How many games are these guys? We got to get to another segment. Clippers and five. 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 Five, 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 five max. Five. 
Okay. Move to the other side of the bracket. The Bucks again. Ooh. Ooh. Who are the Bucks? Who are the Bucks playing in the second round? Tell me this. The Heat. Celtics. No, the Celtics are playing the, the Raptors. Yeah. Oh. The the Bucks are playing the Heat. Bucks are playing. The Heat. I'm. Upset alert. Do it. Do it, Solo. Do it. Heat is seven. Heat is seven. They don't. They can't stop the. Now you talking about poor perimeter defense. They don't have it. Heat is seven. Okay, Lamoris. He has heat in seven. Buck, what? How Bucks many games do you have the Bucks winning this game in? Bucks in seven. Bucks in seven. Okay. It's, it's a talk. We can up. break down why next week. Let's get all right. Finally, Celtics and Raptors. Raptors in six now because they lost game one. Who lost game one? The Raptors. Raptors lost to the Celtics in game Celtics one. Celtics in six. Going with the upset here, people. I'm going with Celtics in seven for that one. I think I think Celtics in I think six. they, they got to force it to seven games there. That's I think I, I I can't see that going six games. The fact that you don't have a star player finally catches up to you. The light skinned assassin himself, Jason Tatum, finally takes his throne as the best light skinned in the NBA. And then you still got Jalen Brown who acts like a light skin that's in his feelings. That's what we're gonna do. Okay, okay, so Lamaris. Just, just, just. He's gonna, give me the he's gonna, That's he's it. say something about Steph. I, I'm just give me the numbers. It. No, we're not. No, I'm not even Let's leave this for next week. I, I haven't even talked numbers today, but you got that one, Solo. You got it. Oh, okay, okay. So hey, I've been right. We're gonna move on to the petty moment of the week. My entry, even though I don't like the man. It was it was it was it was kind of clever actually. He put, must have had somebody in his his media relations do this one. He said he would, tweeted at LeBron say, on the night of the, the the boycott, saying, "Glad to see you are finally joining me in my boycott of the NBA." Who said that? The man that somehow won the election four years ago. Hey. The only thing I'm going outside my house that was kind of creepy, but uh, the only thing that I'm going to say about that, and I'll hold true to this in my heart, is that you know what? I will have. I hope to have a daughter one day. I will never get on national TV and say that my daughter's a fine piece of behind, and that I'll be dating her. Yeah. Just. But anyways, back to the petty moment of the week. Uh, I just want to point out that ridiculousness that he said uh, for that, but. uh, what are, what are y'all's entries for petty moment of the week? I'm sure y'all have something. I'm I'm petty. What's the new name today. for this this uh, this <laughs> is called Lamoris's Lamoris tweets. So you know. Oh, I mean, I I was tweeting about our our lovely governor, you know, oh. requiring us mandatory trainings. But the trainings, oh, I saw that. just a, a video that you're watching, you just answer yes or no if you watch the video. But, you know, that's that's proper training. So that, we that live in Georgia. Moment. Okay. That, save us, Solomon. Save us, save us a good petty moment for the week. This is crazy. I don't even have a petty moment. I'm trying to think. Hold on. What happened there? Oh, shoot. I don't even know. 
Like, this is your one thing to research for. This is the one thing I ask you. I was just saying, people have been relatively good this week. I mean, it's not really anybody that's like, you know, out there being petty right now. That's that's crazy. I can't think of one. You did nothing petty this week? I didn't know. I couldn't do anything petty this week. Um, I'm a good child. I'm a child of God. I don't don't do things petty. Your wife's right behind you. She can tell us if you were lying. April, did I do anything petty today? Not today. I'm saying this whole week. You can't just say today. I got I got her no. She said no. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I said she she said no. So okay. I Um, darn. Sounds like she's saying something back there. I don't know what she's saying back here. What? (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Where'd Lamores go? I don't know. Maybe Lamores went to call her so she can so she can actually answer this question for us. Be accurate. No, I I, I'm on Instagram trying to find my petty moment. Because we can edit we can edit this. Hold on, let me. Yeah, we'll cut it down. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. I'll play the Jeopardy theme song as you guys look at Oh, snap. I got one. You can't steal it from me, but I got one. I got one. <laughs> and it relates to Val Austin. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, my petty moment of the week. Okay. So, obviously, you know, kids were going back to school. All right. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, we saw a couple of heartfelt pictures about, you know, of parents actually crying, dropping their kids off at Valdosta, which, you know, my dad didn't cry. He was like, unload your stuff. All right, I got to hit this road before it started raining. I'm going to bounce. Peace. And that was it. That, like, that was my dad dropping me off at college. I got moved okay. in freshman year, never got moved in, never got help moving out after that. <laughs> <laughs> So my petty moment is the fact that there was another post about this guy. He's there and his girlfriend. They both graduated from high school. She's going to Valdosta while he's staying at home. And he gave her an engagement slash promise ring. He was crying because he doesn't want to be with anybody else but her. That was going to our school? <laughs> wait, wait. In the comments, in the comments, somebody said, if she going to Langdale, fam, you might as well go ahead and give it up. <laughs> Cause we all know, we all know what goes down in Langdale. I get, I get a relationship two weeks top. I get a relationship two weeks top. She's good night, mm-hmm. babe. It's over with, fam. Those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, feel free to go to Urban Dictionary and look up the term Bangdale. You will find what we are discussing there. We'll leave it there because this is a family-friendly podcast. Most of That's where the hoes be. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, dog, I'm just going to let everybody know. This is just, you know, some advice on top of the petty moment of the, of the week. Guys, if you're in a relationship and one of y'all is going to college and the other one is staying at home, you have a well, even just going to a different college. If you're not going to college together, it, it, yeah, yeah, I give you a 100% chance of failure. Somebody gonna cheat, somebody gonna do wrong, My unless it's you cheat, know, though. huh? 
accept black men don't cheat. cheat. We don't. We faithful. I'm head of the Faithful Black Men Association. I don't cheat. Faithful since 12. I have my petty moment of the week. Um, Earlier this week, the coach of the 76ers was fired um, Mm -hmm. as a scapegoat. Yeah, but we're we'll talk about that another time. That's a different um, conversation, lost, yeah. Right, but there was some Twitter conversations Naturally. regarding this this firing, specifically coming from a former player uh, on the Seventy Sixers, Mister Jonathan Simmons. Uh, him and his uh, trash talent, but we'll talk about no, that no, don't don't time. you do Jonathan Simmons like that. Don't you dare. He, he yeah, anyways, anyways, let's, let's, let's move, keep it moving. We're not debating but, uh, Jonathan Simmons, but, you know. But there's a tweet, and I don't know if this is even the real Brett Brown. I, I doubt it. But it says RP to the Sixers, but I'm different. But Jonathan Simmons decides to quote that and uh, tweet out his comments. About time they fired his ass um, on Twitter. Props to him. Um, because I would never call out my former coach like that. But be petty. I like it. I love to see <laughs> no, the smoke. We know you like it. <laughs> hey, you only live once. That's why, hey, Coach Turner, if you're listening, oh, not Coach Turner, Coach Ginn, if you ever hear this, you know what? That's why you balled in at the age of 30. We don't like you no more. Oh, anyways. You don't know anyways. what I'm talking about. And the real reason that Jonathan Simmons hasn't been playing legitimately in the league since he left San Antonio is because he's had a bad coach. But we all know the reason why. It's because he's had a bad coach. He's not trash. But yeah. Shouts out to him for being with the Twitter fingers. Love to see it. All right. We'll end it there. Thank you. To our nine followers, we are up to nine now. Thank you for telling your couple bang, bang. about us. Let's get over that double-digit hump. We appreciate y'all for tuning in every single week to listen to our foolishness for an hour and a half a day. Hello, well, JT said hump. Stay safe out there. We love y'all. See y'all later. LeBron to go. And this is how you hit a ball when you have loaded Nobody can see JT. that. Nobody this can see that. You, this is how you hit a ball when you loaded bases. And that hey, we and just hit a grand slam in extra innings. Thank you, sir. Do you understand why y'all are talking to you? My team better than both of y'all. So I ain't even trying to hear it. I don't care. And we're going to end the meeting there. April, can you pass me a charger? And a glass of water so you don't sound so damn raspy. Mm. I mean, this is a auditory medium that we're using. <laughs> <laughs>